In this episode of The Full Nerd, what's inside NVIDIA's RTX, one-click GeForce overclocking, and no ray trace games for you. Welcome to the Full Nerd episode 67. I Correct. Think. Oh, 67. I got it right. I'm your host, Gordon Long, <laughs> with co host Brad Charkas. Hello. Elena Yee. Hi, everybody. And, of course, Adam Patrick Murray sitting by a broken window that may fall on him. Yeah, and you can you can see me more clear today because uh, I've got I've got all this light coming in that we usually cover up. So, yeah, now you get to see all, all the pores, all the hairs. <laughs> well, the light now you know how I feel. Better. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You need to go back to a MacBook with the um, great webcams in those for your to, to do low def, <laughs> intentional low def on the Mac MacBook. Yeah, but, but with this uh, this fancy webcam, I could show off stuff like this. Oh, no, wait, can you do that? No, hold whoa, up. whoa, whoa! You Didn't can't you just show break that. That you can't you can't do that, can you? There's one right there too. Are you serious? Can you really do that? Yeah, yeah. People have been showing it off all day today. Oh, so the unboxings are all it's yep. all. Yep. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, uh, Only we didn't, have one, we didn't have one today because I was Nvidia told me at about eight o'clock last night that we could do unboxings. Oh today. joy. Yeah. Well I, so. Brad, can you unbox a GeForce RTX? It's hard to lose that G. RTX twenty eighty Ti for us. Put it back in the uh, box <laughs> and then unbox it. <laughs> no, really, so that's it, huh? Let me Yeah, that's it. It's actually when you look can at you... the pictures, uh you're like, oh, cool, it's just a dual fan design, but it's actually like pretty substantial. It's pretty, now that I'm holding it and playing with it, it's substantial feeling. Do you have a reference uh, 1080 card to hold I, up next to it or handy? No? I, do we care? I'm going to do a video for that uh, for whenever the reviews hit. The fans are interesting, right though, huh? It just, they're yeah. just like straight blades. But I'm, I'm yeah, sure they did the, their design. Huh. Wow. I, I think I think it looks minimal uh, in a really nice way. I, I actually yeah. really like the, the design of it. How loud it's are got, those fans? Uh, it's got the USB-C connection oh, at nice. the end. We've already uh, just shown, yeah. gone through all this. It's got the you know, uh, nice backlight if I can nice. get out of the sun. And the do you know if the LED is is multicolor RGB or just all green? It's every color, every all the colors you want. Um, as long as you want. That's the twenty eighty running in this system behind me. So so this I, I just want to point out this is actually the first time I think anybody's really seen a real. Uh, RTX card outside, right? I mean, if, uh, unless, no, you can outside see the Steve. Well, were those real? Did people do they have were real, real cards? Are they actually? Uh, oh, those I were got, the real. I ones. actually got to touch a 2080 Ti at Gamescom okay. because HP had one just sitting on a desk somewhere. So, <laughs> so after, but after Gamescom, <laughs> after uh, after Steve from Gamers Nexus ruined it for everybody. Uh, they all were fake yeah. cards. Like the cards I saw at PAX were not real cards. They basically mm. were just dummy cards. Yeah, yeah just the coolers. Uh, Ian on YouTube says, get that fired up. Give us the stats. I can't do that today, but we can talk about what's inside of it, though. Right. So that's the big thing. Um, Brad is still under an embargo on any performance-related stuff. He's going to carefully tiptoe around what he can talk about, what he can't talk about. But I am very interested in hearing what is inside that card. That you have there there is all kinds of stuff inside this card uh today on pc world i published it was like 3500 words uh oh, nice. a deep dive into the turing gpu uh there's basically never been another gpu made like this 
because it has RT cores for ray tracing, tensor cores for AI stuff, and some pretty deep changes to the way traditional CUDA cores are arranged, too. Do you want to start there, traditional games? Uh, yeah, I think because that's what everybody cares about, right? Everybody wants to know what's up. Are we going to – is it going to be faster? I saw some leaked it, indications, and I'm sure you can't comment on it, but there was I can't comment on whether these cards are faster, but I can say that with the changes they've made to the Turing GPU, core for core, like if you had a GTX 10 series and a 20 series card next to each other with the same amount of CUDA cores inside of them, the 20 series card would have higher performance. And that's because of improvements to the, uh, the SMs, right? The uh, shader modules or whatever the heck they're calling them. Yeah, what they've basically done is traditional GPUs just have a single FP32 pipeline to create, you know, traditional graphics, rasterized graphics. Uh, but not every instruction that a GPU gets is those render instructions. There are also more computing-based instructions that uh, in Turing, they introduced a, a new pipeline that runs simultaneously with the FP32 pipeline called uh, INT, I forget, INT32, I believe it is. But there's another pipeline there to handle those non-render based uh compute calls or whatever yeah uh and nvidia says that uh, on average for every 100 fp32 calls in a the game there's 36 of these other kinds of calls and in battlefield one it goes all the way up to 50 so half of the calls are in 32 calls or a third uh so now those can run simultaneously you know while the render is going on, those other ones can also go on. So that alone gets you a huge bump in performance. Nice. <clears throat> but we don't know exactly. And now Brad <laughs> is not going to say this. I'm also going to – I just want to tell people I, I have no information. I have not been briefed because I don't, I don't cover the GPU stuff. But there was a leak saying uh, 2080 was faster than a Titan V or t uh, something crazy. Uh, NVIDIA itself yesterday sent out a thing from GTC to Japan saying that it's faster than a 1080 Ti. Okay. At 4K60. You can hit 4K60. Right. And there was some... I thought there was a 3D Mark score leaked this morning I, on one of the yeah. leak websites saying that it was faster than a... In 3D Mark, of course, in, in uh, than, than a Titan part. Current Titans, yep. so... <laughs> yep, that... that uh, my yep is not me confirming that. My yep is saying that leak happened. <laughs> that, that leak, Brad is confirming. He heard that leak. I'm, I did see the leak this morning pushed out to my phone. Does, so that's an indication of just the brute force of these new redesigned uh, yep. well, conventional gaming cores, right? Yep, that's part of the reason that's faster because it has that new pipeline that takes a lot of the workload off so it can do more stuff at once. Um, going through here, they've also redesigned the cache and memory architecture. Uh, rather than diving too deeply into that, I would say go check out the memory overview. And those two things mixed with the move to GDDR6, which is much, much faster than GDDR5X. Uh, they're claiming 50% improved sh traditional shading performance per core. Wow. So hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean that you'll get 50% more performance in games out of these cards because... Games don't only rely on shading. There's a bunch of different things going on, but that's you know that's pretty impressive. And GDDR6 itself is a a very decent performance upgrade over GDDR5, right? GDDR5X. It sounds like it's because yep. even uh, I think it's bus for bus, and I, I was looking at your story this morning. And I think it was like bus for bus. Um, it is 
like what 30 percent more bandwidth or something uh i just pulled it up uh the gtx 2080 ti and the 1080 ti uh both have the exact amount of capacity in the same bus uh the 1080 ti hits 484 gigabits per second or gigabytes uh the 2080 ti hits 616 so that's a pretty sizable jump in memory bandwidth. Right. All right. You know, it'd be interesting. I mean, I guess we'll wait for their view, but I wonder how that compares to HBM2, whether it was. Oh. Of course, it's good that you can get GDDR6. That probably is probably one of the things that factored <laughs> into it, right? Yeah. I mean, I haven't, I'm not talking about performance review of any of these cards. Uh, I think we're doing pretty well on the memory front in general on high-end graphics cards. Uh, HBM2, you don't saturate that. I doubt you'll saturate this. Okay. <laughs> and so clearly there's a good performance buff on conventional. I've been calling them legacy gaming at this point because it's no. going to be. I, what? No. <laughs> no like when, Every one game point, that's ever coming out in this at year. One point, it's already does it, legacy. Does it go from, I mean, what do we call it now? So like tr- traditional raster gaming that we've all had for X amount of years. Yeah, we just call it that. When does it turn it, into we rasterized? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, these aren't ray trace games. What Nvidia is doing anyway? They call it hybrid ra- hybrid rendering okay. because it's mostly rasterized. The ray tracing is only for lights, shadows, and reflections, basically. Okay. So, so and, and maybe is it? Should we talk about what's in the controversial part? The part that everybody, nobody wants, apparently, in these graphics. Wait, cards? Well, one, one, one second before I do that. Uh, again, you're going to want to go to PCWorld.com to read all the details. But in addition to the architecture changes, NVIDIA also offered some new software features that NVIDIA can take, uh, developers can take advantage of to improve shading performance. In uh, one of them, it's called Mesh Shaders. Uh, you played you played it. I, I played it at Gamescom. You could actually play the demo. It's basically you're flying around 300,000 asteroids, and it's using these mesh shaders on the fly to take choline off of the CPU. So so the GPU is saying, okay, we can see there's 300,000 asteroids, but we can only see these ones. Hmm. And so it gets rid of everything else and only, you know, spends its time on the ones you can see. But then it also determines how far away you are from the object. So it on the fly determines whether they can do low level of detail at stuff that's very far away or high level detail when it's very up close. Hmm. And it, it was actually pretty impressive. Uh... According to them, the technology was able to take the three trillion potential drawn triangles in the scene down to thirteen thousand. Wow! <laughs> and it was <laughs> it was actually really interesting to play because they had a button you could hit and it would switch to the wire mesh showing how it's performing and all that stuff. So this um, is they also, go ahead. This huh? is, this is an RTX only thing, or is this something that's just going to be applied to? I'm pretty sure this is RTX only, but I didn't confirm that with NVIDIA. So take that with a grain of salt. It's, but it's something developers do, or is this done on, yeah, on their this own? Yeah, this part is stuff that developers need okay. to look for. Uh, there's also a thing called variable, variable rate shading. Uh, it, it basically builds upon the multi-resolution shading that they've been doing for at least since the 900 series now, where the way the human eye works, there are parts of the scene that you don't have to render in full detail. Because, like, if you're playing a racing game, the landscape's blurring by. You don't have to see that in full detail. They can, you know, render it at lower detail, gain more performance. Huh. That's almost like what's uh, been done on VR, right? So they sort of, like, you don't need the yeah. edge sharpness. Yep. yep, exactly. And that that technology actually applied to other things, too. Uh, what you're talking about also showed up in Shadow Warrior 2. 
So the edges were kind of, you know, they did it in lower detail and actually gave a huge performance boost. So hmm. it's pretty interesting. Uh, they're pitching it here for, you know, racing games like Forza Horizon. They were actually showing a, a version of it called Content Adaptive Shading, where basically it looks for big swaths of the picture that are only one color or have very low detail or moving very fast. And it renders those at... Uh, you know, much lower resolution as far as the screen as they can. And they were doing that with a Wolfenstein demo where you could flip a toggle and it would turn on the thing. You can see a picture of it in the article. And it would show you the areas of the screen where they're dropping it so low. And sometimes when you're moving, like, you'll have one or two little parts that are rendered in full detail. But most most of the screen is at that lower rate of detail. But your eye can't tell the difference when you're playing it. Or at least mine couldn't at the, at the event. And uh, they say that... You're shooting for 60 frames per second on a mainstream GPU. Uh, that could add, if you turn it on, around 20 frames per second. Wow. If you turn that on. So that's pretty significant, too. And these are this is all, of course, part of the whole uh, RTX feature set. Well, I mean, it's not... Again, not I'm not right. sure. I didn't ask them if these are limited to RTX. Because it sounds be like surprised. it could apply to Pascal-based cards, possibly. Yeah. Uh, less limited yeah. by drivers. Yep. <laughs> I, I I will ask them and get back to you on that. Okay. I will update the article. That, those are some cool features. I mean, that just sounds yeah. like overall better performance, period. Yeah, I'm hoping they take off because I really personally enjoyed multi-resolution shading. Uh, that's the one we were talking about in the older cards where it was in VR and it was in Shadow Warrior 2. But outside of Shadow Warrior 2, I didn't really see it anywhere, so... Nice. Having seen this in action, I'm hoping that I see it more in action this time around. And it's all relying on developers actually implementing it in their games, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, this one is, which is a tough sell sometimes because, you know, AMD owns the console world. So it'll be interesting to see how easy this is to implement. You just said the C word. Uh, don't don't say that around <laughs> Gordon. Yeah. Especially when he's not it's true, it. though. No, no, I mean, that's a, that's a huge, huge part of the conversation. Developers target that, so... But I, why would I? That's not that's not controversial because consoles will get ray tracing next generation. I think probably uh, six months from now, something four months. Maybe could be here already. Uh, we, Sorry, we do have some questions building up. Uh, if you would like to answer them, Brad, before sure. we get into your the best. controversial yeah, part. Yeah. All right, uh, Ian McPherson's asking: uh, Do you think the enclosed base plate could create more heat? Uh, we'll have to see. Testing will tell. <laughs> the, uh, the older, the, uh, previous Founders Edition cards also had a backplate on them. Uh, and those, though, that was a blower design, so that blew the heat out of the system. This one also has a backplate, but it blows heat into the system because it's a dual fan design, like a, you know, most third party cards. Mm -hmm. So the possibilities there, but we'll have to see how effective it is. Hmm. Uh, he follows up by asking, when does the embargo end for the test results? Oh, wait, can you say that? You can't answer? Okay, he can't answer. Can't These cards launch on September 20th. That's the day. Pre-order ship out and you can buy them. Right. That's, I can't tell you when review embargo is left. Wait, wait, when is the actual... So that's so, next Thursday. So next Thursday is when they're officially... Out. That's when you can go buy one at a store. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so before you would think before then reviews would be. We out. should camp out. <laughs> oh, but the I guess the question is when will drivers be out? <laughs> you get the car. <laughs> drivers download in three months. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> Jacob Flores has a little bit of a question. Uh, if this handles uh, integer stuff simultaneously with float, does that mean it'd take away integer operations from the CPU? That is... That is the idea with the mesh shaders. I'm not sure if that's the way. It, it shouldn't work that way with traditional graphics pipelines. But I, I just bought a, I just bought a 16 core CPU, Brad. What's, what's it gonna do now? <laughs> it took our jobs. <laughs> South Park reference, not anything currently political. It's, it's a South Park reference. Nice. All right. Yeah. No, it's it's shifting around the GPU workload. It's not taken from the CPU. Oh, okay. 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 Got it. Uh, and also, we have our friend uh, um, Kyle from Hard OCP TV says, uh, Embargo has been pushed for both cards to the same day, the 19th at 8 a.m., uh, according to to, uh, to Kyle Bennett. So, we'll see. No comments on our end. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. Yep. Uh, but what... I normally would even let you know I had the card the way I'd normally operate, but since they had the unboxing reviews today, I figured I'd show it off. Yeah, I, I, I saw that both Kyle... <laughs> Uh, who else? Uh, Paul had one uh, good unboxing video. Oh, cool! Uh, yeah, so I want to check those out. Hey, I got a question. I would, like though. I said, I would have had one, but I didn't even. They never mentioned it to me until the football game was started last night, and I'm not quitting watching football game to take an unboxing video. So. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities. Nice. Is it is a USB C port? It's not Thunderbolt. It's just straight USB C. I guess it's so virtual US, link. So virtual link. So I have really should have read up on the spec, but it's USB uh, along uh, with Display Port. Yeah. All right. And audio. And power. Yeah. Display Port power and yeah. I'm and wondering if things. you if it's also if it's only from the card out or is I mean if you plug in your you know USB C. Uh, SSD, are you, just, would it are work? you asking if you can charge off of your graphics card? Yeah, <laughs> or my phone. <laughs> USB C to USB C. I know. I can tell you the USB C audio won't work. I was gonna say, Gordon just really loves this USB C world. He sure does. <laughs> USB C world. That's the new IDG property. You could just honestly do nothing but cover how things don't work with different different things like <laughs> USB C. That was a good video. Uh, an another quick question. Uh, Alan uh, on YouTube is asking: Does NVLink stack up VRAM? I need extra VRAM for 8K gaming. It doesn't perform any differently than the previous version of SLI, so no. It's just much, much faster. Nice. So it has much more available bandwidth, which you're going to need if you're trying to you know, run SLI 2080 Ti's to power 144 hertz 4K display. Damn. Fun. <laughs> oh, man. Unfortunately, uh, they didn't send me two of these cards, so I can't try that. I, you know, that is actually what I'm interested in, Brad, is to see if SLI, whatever the new form of SLI is going to work out of the gates. And, you know, it will take, <laughs> it would take actually two reviewers traveling. I mean, I guess some Kyle and Paul, the only people I can think of, because they were like, they seem to live like three miles from each other. But Kyle and Paul on YouTube could like go to each other's houses with two cards. Oh, plug them in. Oh, yeah, but you know, you would point. need the bridge. I bet nobody has the bridge. Uh, yep. True. Um, also, thank you, Ruru2, for uh, giving us some little sprinkles on Twitch. I appreciate that. Uh, Prozone Layer is asking, uh, why is NVIDIA hiding the performance potential of these cards? We know it will be better, so why hide it? They always do that. Uh, I mean, they always will say, hey, you know, it's better than the Titan 
whatever the old Titans were. Titan Black, you know, the new 1080 is better than Titan Black. That's not the real one. They would always do that. They do grand proclamations. Like they said yesterday, the 2080 is going to be faster than the GTX 1080 Ti. Uh, they never tell you explicitly beforehand, like, this much faster. Uh, and that's not different this time around. What's different this time around, and I think it feels different this time around, is because they're able to pre-order. So they're asking people to put money on the table without knowing concretely and, you know, make it being able to make an intelligent decision hmm. on what you're buying before you buy. So but, I think that's the difference. But Brad, I heard that they are intentionally hiding the performance to make everybody think the performance is bad to make everybody <laughs> go out and buy older cards. You see? <laughs> there you go. New wow. card, yeah. slower than old card, therefore <laughs> buying old card, but because they have a lot of those old cards, but the new card will actually be faster. <laughs> For audio listeners, uh, <laughs> Gordon is literally twisting well, himself to my webcam. <laughs> the conspiracy theories are just kind of like, you know, all over the place on this one. I, they really just, I mean, but definitely the... Well, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if those prove true when, you know, reviews do hit, because who knows where these land. If they do land close to, if the 2080 does land close to the 1080 Ti... And it's on sale for, you know, 800 bucks, I think it is. And you can get 1080 Ti's for 550 bucks sometimes on sale these days. Got a, That's a $300 decision you're going to have to make. But, again, that's all speculative. I haven't even come close to finish testing these cards. Yeah, well, nice. I'm sure we'll have that argument on yeah. the next Fool Nerd. Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh uh, on Andres, uh, Anders, I'm sorry, I don't know. Uh, do you think DLSS can achieve better results than checkerboarding we see on console games? Yeah. <laughs> yes, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that soon. Okay. Because I'm going to cover that in the tensor core section. Yeah, oh, okay. actually, we should. Should we? Uh, you got a couple more? What? No, we're, yeah, let's, let's I want to hear on. about all the cool stuff. Yeah. The, okay, the, so the all the cool tracing. stuff uh, is actually looking at the diagrams takes up about half of the die. Um, this die is, inside of these things, is actually huge compared to the GTX 10 series Pascal die uh, because it does cram in dedicated hardware for ray tracing and RT cores. Uh, they've never actually said what RT cores are. Uh, I'm guessing it stands for ray tracing. And tensor cores, which first appeared in the data center cards, like uh, Volta and... Uh, Tesla and whatnot, uh, for AI machine learning kind of things, right? So it's actually pretty interesting. Um, again, you probably want to consult the article at some point if you can, um, because the way that one frame is processed is different in this compared to previous GPU generations now. In games that will support NVIDIA's RTX technology, so RTX is built on top of the direct... X ray tracing API that NVIDIA announced earlier, uh, Microsoft announced earlier this year. Uh, RTX is NVIDIA's proprietary blend of hardware like this and the software inside of it to, you know, make, make ray tracing happen and make DLSS happen and whatnot, right? <coughs> Pardon me. So anyway, now when you're rendering a, a frame in, uh, with uh, Turing, You've got your FP32 shading going on for about 80% of the time, right? Alongside with that, you've got that N32, that new traditional shading going on. 
doing its own thing simultaneously with the traditional shaders. You've also got the ray tracing modules doing their things simultaneously. And then when it's done, they kick the whole thing over to the tensor cores at the end for the last 20% of the frame. And then it does its magic by altering whatever it's trying to do with that image. It could be using AI to denoise the ray traced images. Hmm. Because uh, <clears throat> I don't know if y'all have ever seen videos of older ray tracing. Like I linked it to a Quake 2, I think it is, dem video being ray traced in my article. But they're super grainy. And that's because uh, trying to do the ray cast and stuff. So the TensorCore AI can say, hey, that's not supposed to be grainy like that, and erase some of the grains and stuff. Hmm. <laughs> it can also do post-processing effects like DLSS and whatnot. Okay, so they're using it for real-time image processing to, yes. to sort of, if they can't hit a higher, I mean, they're not going to be able to, it won't be perfectly clean for probably many generations, but they can just erase the... They can make up for that just by cleaning up the image in a way. Yes. Because um, ray tracing... This, this, is this is hybrid ray tracing. Yeah. Um, and actually, with NVIDIA's RTX implementation, it doesn't... The whole scene isn't rendered. It only shoots out a very limited number of rays compared to those older super grainy videos that each of those is like a ray being messed up. So there are much fewer rays being cast with this, but yes the tensor cores go back and clean up if anything grainy does manage to slip through. But doesn't it hit like giga rays? Are we, how many is it, 11 giga rays or something like that? 10 plus giga rays. 10 plus giga rays. The GTX 1080 Ti <laughs> does 1.1 <laughs> giga ray. Perfect. Um, so yeah, I've got, in that article, I've got a bunch of details about, you know, how exactly ray tracing works. Uh, the algorithms that used to, uh, speed up so much compared to older software emulation. Uh, thing about tensor cores, one of the cool things about tensor cores is it's not just cleaning up ray tracing. It can also do, uh, NVIDIA is launching what it calls NGX, uh, Neural Graphics Framework that developers can tap into. And that's what DLSS is part of. Uh, <clears throat> so it basically uses the power, what it, NVIDIA does is for games that take advantage of these NDX things like DLSS, it'll use its Saturn V supercomputer and train images on it, like the highest quality image they call the ground truth, thousands of times, thousands of times, and then expose it to their supercomputer so that it learns how to take the lower resolution image and they can up-res it and try to achieve that perfect, beautiful image. It's complex machine learning stuff going on. But once it figures it all that, that all that out, then NVIDIA pushes that what it's learned, that algorithm or whatever, out to you via GeForce Experience. So it's taking all that learning that happened in that Saturn V computer, pushing out to you so that the tensor cores on your system can apply the DLSS smoothness that the Saturn V computer worked out right on your hardware. Oh, so it's actually... Because I think Tom Peterson on Hot Hardware's uh, stream talked a little bit about it. I thought it was they were doing it for developers. Like the developers would send them the assets and they would do some analysis yes. for them. But it's yes. actually, but then the results are actually pushed out to you by driver or online. And well, what it does is the developer, Nvidia does it all for the developer, and they're doing it at no cost because they want to get ray tracing and this stuff going, is what they're saying. So Nvidia will take that from the developer. 
train it on its AI and then push out the results of that training to your graphics card via GFE so we can use all those smarts that that supercomputer learned, use your tensor cores with that algorithm. And I would have to log into GeForce Experience with an account for that? <laughs> I would expect so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just had to. So yeah, it's uh, one of the technology is DLSS, which they showed off at the announcement, Deep Learning Super Sampling, which basically creates very sharp super sampled images at a much lower performance hit than uh, temporal anti-aliasing does today, TAA. So they were showing an infiltrator demo at, uh, at Gamescom, and it was actually pretty impressive to see uh, because, let me find it, the GTX 1080 Ti running the infiltrator demo at 4K with traditional temporal anti-aliasing runs just shy of 40 frames per second. The 2080 Ti running it with the same TAA as the 1080 does just shy of 60 frames per second. So with, oh, pardon me, with the same anti-aliasing, you know, the 2080 Ti is about 20 frames per second higher. But when you activate DLSS, it looks better and it's faster. It gets up to 80 frames per second. Hmm. So it's twice as fast and better looking in their demo on the 2080 Ti versus the 1080 Ti if you have DLSS going. It's pretty impressive. But it does other stuff too. Uh, other things developers can tap into is our, not is, our like AI super res they called. So they can take a 1080p video or image and upscale it to 4K using, you know, actually putting new pixels in there because machine learning is really good at visual image recognition. So we can say, hey, that's not supposed to look like that. It's supposed to look like this and actually add new pixels in so that looks the way that's supposed to. It's not just stretching it. Uh, other stuff like that, uh, slow-mo, stuff like that. Wow. I mean, it it's could... actually pretty interesting, but that all involves developer buy-in too. So again, we'll have to see if developers mm -hmm. buy in. And that's a tough one, right? That's always the. But I mean, the fact that they have the hardware now, developers can decide if they want to buy into it. Yep, and actually, DLSS, deep Lo deep learning super sampling. Oops, shouldn't push on that. Uh, <laughs> already has twenty-five games signed up saying that they'll support it. So, including PUBG. Hmm. Uh, Scum, that new Battle Royale game that just came out. Oh. Hitman 2, Ark Survival Evolved, Shadow the Tomb Raider, Darksiders 3, you know, Hellblade. There's a bunch of pretty decent games that are signing up for that, so. So that's pretty good. I mean, that's pretty good adoption. I I guess that, that tells you it must, mean not, must not be that difficult to do, right? So. Yeah. And, it's, and like I said, it's really... It's cool, but it's also smart. I can understand why they're doing it. That NVIDIA is doing this for free, training its AL models for free for developers to get this out the door. So right, hopefully it... that encourages more of it. So, you know, I do have a question because this has come up. A lot of people feel that a lot of the one of the, the stated issues, their issues with RTX, the GeForce, or GeForce RTX, is this is a proprietary ray tracing world that NVIDIA is trying to build. And I thought, and I don't know if you can confirm or not, but I thought Tom Peterson, in, in again, referencing the hot hardware video, that was, you should watch that, anybody. Uh, mm -hmm. He basically said, no, that actually the ray tracing is, you know, it's DirectX based. There, I think DLSS is actually 
you know, part of whatever, mm -hmm. you know, super secret in NVIDIA stuff, but they're not asking developers to add ray tracing effects on a proprietary, uh, you know, GeForce. Well, like I said, RTX is NVIDIA's blend of hardware and software that puts a proprietary spin overall on the open DirectX ray tracing AP, or not open because it's only Windows, but everyone can access it on Windows. Uh, so, yes, it's built on DirectX ray tracing, but. Once you start, you know, programming stuff in to work with tensor cores and RT cores, then that's NVIDIA's creation. That's you're programming to NVIDIA's hardware there. So. Right, right. <laughs> so that part of it, yeah, it's it's hard to see people not. Yeah, if you're a developer and you're going to buy into all of it, then it'll be pretty much mostly proprietary, I guess. So, yeah, but it is based on the underlying DirectX ray tracing API. If you mostly just stick to that, and Competing hardware comes out that also supports ray tracing in the future. It should run on that as well. Hmm. Okay. So we have a hater in YouTube, mm. uh, Freak777. Oh, no. He says, none of this crap justifies the price of $1,200. Well, let me drink from my Radeon cup. Yeah, just to <laughs> we haven't reviewed it yet, so I'm not going to say yes or no, but that is a high price. For the it's, 2080 Ti, that's more than they've charged for Titan cards before. So I, you know, but I heard this theory that the 2080 Ti would be um, the Titan, essentially the Titan, and pretty much yeah. the whole Titan thing is going to go away. I mean, it got pretty screwed up in the last gen, anyway, right? Yes, Titan, oh, yes, Titan P. I don't remember XP. X, it was Titan, Titan X. No, two P. generations two. ago it was Titan X, and then last generation they came out with Titan X again, no like P. iPhone X. But P. So everyone no P, called P. it Titan XP because it's Pascal. And then Nvidia launched an actual Titan XP card, and everyone just <laughs> with P. Yeah. Titan X with P, no P. P plus. But it had P, but it didn't have all the P's. But yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that. They are really pushing ahead with pricing this generation. Uh, when you consider how big these GPUs are and how much extra stuff is put in there, uh, I can understand that they might need to. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, we're going to have to wait for actual reviews to determine value proposition, I think. Yeah. I mean, clearly we have to wait for performance to, 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 make, a call on. to make a call on it. Yeah. But is it, isn't it pretty standard for companies to come out with new technology i mean and this is truly new technology and charge more for it i mean when's the last well, time somebody said we're going to give you stuff for free traditionally what happens in the graphics card space is you move from a 680 to a 780 they come out at the same price it offers more performance when you move ahead of generation that's it's typically, you know, how it goes. The, like the the eighty series card has typically been right around five hundred bucks. Right. The last couple of generations, Nvidia has been pushing it up each time. Yeah. This time they're pushing it uh, a little up. bit further. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's interesting that they're including all this stuff in here now because it is gonna a uh, chicken and egg scenario, like uh, Gordon was referencing earlier. Uh, cards need to exist for developers to get excited about it. I think if NVIDIA really did want to make a big jump into ray tracing, like it obviously does, um, this is probably a smart time to do it because it's, you know, pretty solidly ahead of AMD in performance and price efficiency at this point. Uh, and, you know, today's graphics cards, the 1070 is excellent at 1440p gaming, say 4K gaming, 
is a niche. So if you've got all this graphics firepower and you want to start adding new hardware to introduce a new future, I think this seems like a smart place to do it. Although it obviously costs a lot. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so, hmm. But, uh, Brad, let me tell you something. I got, I got a 1080. I don't care about all this stuff. I just want to overclock it. Is there an easy way to overclock it? <laughs> Not on your 1080, but there what? will be if you had a 2080. Are you serious? I thought that was like for everybody. <laughs> I'll tell you Totally failed. So yeah, NVIDIA's also rolling out a tool called NVIDIA Scanner, which NVIDIA itself isn't publishing it. It's an overclocking tool. It's an API that existing overclocking software can tap into. Um, and all of the major overclocking tools will take advantage of it, NVIDIA says. Uh, EVGA has confirmed it to me. It'll be available on day one on September 20th. But only for <laughs> RTX. For now. Oh. They are looking. Oh, okay. Tom Peterson oh. said they want to roll it out to as many GPUs as possible. But at ah, first, they okay. have to do it with Terry. Okay, that's that's <laughs> fair. I thought it was just simply, you know. You know, when you go to the club and they get that roped off section, you're not getting in unless you're like Tom Although, Brady, right? I would say for the conspiracy theorists, you could say, or they could say that they're holding it to make uh, the 1080 seem even more appealing. That's true. That makes sense, too. They, what I they mean, from did, a business perspective, that makes sense. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> so they aren't talking about RTX performance to make you think it's bad, so then you're going to buy a 1080. <laughs> He's twisting in his chair. But again. then <laughs> you buy your 1080, and they come out with the overclocking thing. Can your spine even go that far? And then you say it's better, right? Because <laughs> I, I say anytime you get a good conspiracy theory, you always, you do have to twist yourself like that. Because it's always like, well, but this leads to that, and that leads to this, that leads to this, that led to this. Oh, boy. But, wait, you're in the same spot in the beginning. You were... Yes, that's a conspiracy. Don't you get it? <laughs> so, oh, really? So, so anyway. that, is, that is only for RTX. That is only for RTX. So what it off. is, though, because we haven't actually talked about what it is, it's it's uh, it's a new tool. Uh, you'll be it's a new you know part of Precision X One and other software. Where basically you hit you know overclock and. It uses what NVIDIA knows about how its graphics cards handle, and it runs a workload that gradually walks up and down the power frequency curve of your GPU. And the entire time, it's running arithmetic tests in the background. And so eventually, it'll get a, uh, a math. If you start to push it too far, a math error will pop up. And it'll say, whoa, no, we just pushed that too far. So it'll catch it before it crashes. Hmm. And then what it'll do is it'll ramp up the voltage a little bit more and keep going. And so the whole process takes about 20 minutes, they say, and when you're done, you should have an overclock that is tailor-made to your specific GPU, the Silicon Lottery, hmm. and pushes it as hard as it can, basically. That's Which cool. sounds pretty awesome. GPU Boost 3, I believe it was, with the Pascal generation, kind of, sort of, in a clunkier way, said it could do the same thing, but... It just always ran like garbage, in my opinion. I could never get it to really work very well. So we'll have to see. But it sounds really interesting. Uh, Tom Peterson did a demo on stage at Gamescom. <clears throat> and on the RTX 2080, not the 2080 Ti, he got his card up to 2,130 megahertz. 
uh, by default, it tops out at 1,710. Wow, so. that's a, not bad. That's a decent overclock. And that's core or memory? That's core, I'm guessing. So It's core. Uh, this tool does not support memory overclock. Oh, okay. Is it, does but it... but uh, what's interesting about that to me is that one of the things that jumped out at me when I was looking at this new generation of cards is that the, the maximum clocks are lower than they were with the previous Pascal generation. Uh, but Tom Peterson says he expects the RTX 20 series cards to hit higher maximum overclock speeds than its predecessors. Hmm. So basically, you know, if you got a 2100 megahertz uh, Pascal card, you're doing really good. Like a bunch of them could crack 2000, but 2100, you I mean, you got a really good GPU there. But this one hit 2130 just with the Founders Edition. So, huh. And that's early silicon too. So it could get better. <laughs> Uh, and Mark on YouTube's asking, how do we get that scanner thing? It's going to be in overclock software, uh, MSI Afterburner. Uh, I know for a fact that on the day that these cards launch, it'll be in EVGA's Precision X1 software, which is going to be an update to XOC. Uh, so if you have a preferred overclock software, go check it out on September 20th and see if they have an update available. Nice. Hmm. And if they don't, go download EVGA Precision X1. <laughs> Does it? You know, one of the problems I've always had with gra uh, GPU overclocking is it never seems to account for um, visual artifacts. With a CPU yeah. overclock, you know it didn't work because <laughs> it it lets you know when everything stops. The graphics yeah. cards, it's always like, oh, I'm an overclocking, and you get the weird twinkles everywhere. Is there any? Does it account for that at all? Or yeah, it says they said that that's the reason that they're doing arithmetic things the whole time. Whenever those visual errors are flaws, you right. know, they're they're things not behaving like they're supposed to. So these arithmetic errors catch that in a non-visual way, basically. Hmm. So does that leave anything for people who like to overclock, like hand overclock? There's really this is an extra option. This is everything that's available today for overclocking tools still available today. You can just also use this. Okay. If it's as easy as it sounds, I am very much looking forward to using it and would probably make an overclock section of my future graphic cards reviews 100% of the time. But if you're saying the clock is lower, Brad, how do we know this is an NVIDIA making 10, <laughs> 9, and now saying you can overclock to 10, but all I did was lower to 9? That's too many numbers. It's right. <laughs> all right. The other example is I worked at a, at a store that... The, the camera store i'd come in in the morning and say gordon take this ilford film um put the sticker on mark uh change the list price to a higher price and then say it's 20 percent off and that that was my job i would change stickers to say the it was actually it was it was on sale when it was actually the basically the the retail list price is that no we don't maybe okay maybe who knows i also wouldn't be surprised if they don't want to push the stock clocks too high uh potentially because they do have all that extra hardware in there. So when all that stuff's all firing up, they might not want CUDA core clocks going so high. Huh. Okay. Well, the good news is, everyone, all the games you're going to be playing. Oh, so many <laughs> games on these have new cards. Have you finally reached the controversy, like the controversy part of all this? Wait, what's the, wait, what's the You were hyping up controversy earlier. Well, there's controversy. <laughs> Wait, with the overclocking? I don't know. Just you just said we're going to move on to the controversy section. Oh, because 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 I've been I've been waiting for this. The ray tracing <laughs> part is the controversy part because clearly it, it the internet right. says cool. eighty percent of the internet says they don't want ray tracing. They don't want it. 
They don't want it. They just want more frames at a lower price. Hell, that's what a lot of people are interested. That's, that's all they're saying. But yeah. let me let me wait, let me point this out though, Brad. I'm I'm bounce this off you. I don't want no ray tracing in my next generation GeForce card. That's just crazy. What? <laughs> There's not going to be ray tracing in the in the in the 2060 car. How come I'm not getting ray tracing in my 2060 and 2050 car? How do you square that? I just don't. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. <laughs> but I'm just saying, look, if you're going to be a hater, because I'm a hater, I'm a first class hater. You have to stick to what you're hating on, and you have to eat that poo sandwich when you're like, this is the worst thing ever. How come I'm not getting it? <laughs> you can't have both. You got to like, it. What you know, because there are rumors that uh, lower end cards are not going to get uh, ray tracing. Mm-hmm. Those are the rumors. Don't know. Can't you? I, how do you square that? I mean, how do you, you got to be consistent, it's right? You can't hate on it and then it, about things. I would guess. <laughs> I don't know about that, Brad. I got a, I got a feeling like you know it could be like me. I want a headphone jack on my Pixel 2. I bought the Pixel 2 even though I knew it had no headphone jack. Right? It's the same. Like, how do I, you know, there's reasons for it. It's complicated. But am I just being a hypocritical SOB? Right? I, I don't. A little bit. Oh, okay. the reason I'm getting a new battery for my iPhone SE because I like how it is. <laughs> okay. But you won't like the Ray Trace games uh, available on the day that... GeForce RTX launches because there will be no ray trace games womp, the day. Womp, so your huge list of ray trace launch games is zero. It's a big number. Well, yes. Yeah, there will be no games. It's it's disappointing because they that's solely what they hyped during the hour and a half long, uh, you know, announcement event at Gamescom, but direct the DirectX ray tracing API that all this is built on isn't actually part of windows yet so oh. you can't run ray tracing in windows 10 yet so even if the um, games had them in it windows yeah wouldn't it, enable would, it wouldn't have oh, okay so it's microsoft's it. fault so we can just get a mad at microsoft right it's microsoft's fault uh tony tomasi their content vp over there said that it'll come about a month after launch oh. and then okay. we'll see a bunch of other games of the games coming out um perhaps not so coincidentally Microsoft recently said without an exact date that the next version of Windows 10, the big update, is the October 2018. So sometime in October, you'll get it. Huh. It sounds like and it sounds like games will come soon thereafter. Uh, but uh, it's still a major bummer. I'm surprised they didn't push the launch back a yeah, month, let's say. That is weird. So that you can test. You, can't, you won't be able to test <laughs> oh, these yeah, games you, and ray trace. Yeah, you won't be able to. Up. Yeah. Do anything for your your benchmarking. Uh, Uncle Elias on YouTube is asking, uh, how about DLSS? Will be will will there be any on launch? I'm still waiting for more information from Nvidia on that. Okay. I've asked them. So at least that's something. Wow. That okay. that very well could be. So. So other features could show up. Yeah, but there still are a bunch of games that are going to support ray tracing. There's Battlefield Five, the new Assetto Corsa. Uh, Remedies Control. There's a ton of cart. Looks pretty cool. Metro Exodus. There are Ray Trace games coming. None of them will be available on launch. Shadow of the Tomb Raider is another one. It just came out today, I believe. Uh, so I would expect that patch that adds Ray Tracing to be available pretty soon after it's added to Windows. But so it's, not it's still right kind of a bummer. You could tell that they were... 
Yeah. I, I'm the one who asked that question at Gamescom. They were like, <laughs> <laughs> so what games will be? Excuse me, question. Uh, uh, L. TTE2 on YouTube that's uh do the insider builds of Windows have uh ray tracing yet? Do you know I know what? Windows Insider can uh they had the developer tools are there. I'm not sure if consumer facing tools are there. Oh, okay. If, frankly it doesn't matter if the games don't have the ray tracing updates anyway. Okay. It's still gonna yeah, it's gonna be a tough one because no one really knows what the performance will be once you get it in a game, in a real Which, environment. It's crazy because that's the whole a big part of the controversy controversy that's been swirling around these parts ahead of launch. It's how they perform in traditional games. How does ray tracing perform? Yeah. Because people were kind of poo-pooing on the initial ones, even though they were very early implementations. Uh, and we have no idea how ray tracing, you know, the the heart, the soul, the reason this thing was made. We have no idea how it's going to perform. So uh, would that mean that, you know, we've always said, hey, let's wait for benchmarks and, and the reviews, uh, independent benchmarks and reviews to, to go out and pre-order it or, or, I mean, buy it. Now, do you think people should wait until the games come out, uh, until we do further testing before you buy it? I mean, I know you're not would, giving a final depend. judgment yet, but... Yeah, it would depend. Oops. It would depend on uh, what you're buying it for and when reviews do come out, what you think of the f performance in traditional games. If you're happy with the price to t traditional game performance in traditional games, then, I mean, mm. that's the majority of what you're going to be playing anyway. If you're really interested in ray tracing and really just want to upgrade to, you know, be bleeding edge and see what ray tracing is all about... You might consider holding off and not investing until you see how they perform in the real world. Huh. Interesting. Because I, uh, I'm not being rude by like checking my email here while Brad was talking, but <laughs> I wanted to Jerk. see what the price of 10 series cards are right now. And I, I just went ahead to Amazon and I'm looking for a 1080 Ti because I kept hearing everybody say I can get a 1080 Ti for $500. These suckers are not cheap. Founders Edition is a thousand dollars right now. Ooh. Man, the Founders Edition cards are always sold by third party sellers. Who yeah. Just check, check prices up. You can get, you can get, you shouldn't spend more than six hundred to six hundred and fifty bucks on a GTX ten eighty Ti. You can find that on sale all over the place. Newegg is better for it than Amazon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because uh, Zotac is <clears throat> the lowest card I'm seeing right now is a six uh, Zotac ten eighty Ti. For six eighty, yeah, I would. Okay. If you're in the market for it, I would wait for Newegg to put out a sale. They've been doing that more regularly in the last month, month and a half. Okay, and ten eighty, they, they actually have a graphics card sale going on today, which again is linked to a PCWorld.com. Wait, where, where can I find the article? PCWorld.com. PCWorld.com. Uh, <laughs> uh, where they actually have some pretty good prices on ten a ten seventy and a ten seventy Ti. So really, if you're looking to. What kind so of price range? Upgrade to a fourteen forty. You can get the ten seventy Ti for four hundred and thirty bucks. It's MSI with their their gaming cooler. So okay, well, that's still pretty. That's pretty stiff. That's almost ten eighty pricing though, right? That's what about a ten seventy three hundred dollars. Ten seventy. It was three hundred and sixty bucks. Okay, that's not bad. That ain't okay. bad for ten seventy performance. That's pretty good. It's like twenty sixteen pricing, but that's hey. 
I have to yell out my window real quick, y'all. Wait, what? For me. <laughs> hey, get off my lawn. Hey, you kids. Get uh, off my lawn. Oh, while, while he's doing that, uh, Kyrie Howard uh, asked. Oh, he's back. Uh, I, uh, my daughter is home from school, but I forgot to unlock the door, so she's going to enjoy the nice weather. <laughs> oh, so the you, video. you can go let her in if you want. <laughs> you can go let her in. No, it's, it's good. It's a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> she needs some sunshine. Okay. Yeah, you, you, why do you see it on Twitter, dude? Yeah. My dad was I left, working with me in the house. I left, a note, I left a note right inside the door saying, hey, I'm doing a video. Shut the hell up. <laughs> I forgot to unlock the door. Damn, Brad. I just want to see the, the Rottweiler chasing her. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, just wait. Just wait. We're almost done here. <laughs> no, that'd be, that's wrong. That's, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we are, we are you know, uh, close to wrapping up anyway. Uh, uh, she's, it's, it's a great day outside. Oh, good. That's good. No, no hurricanes uh, in your part of the East Coast. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. We did have, uh, apparently, in Massachusetts, just over the border from me, a bunch of uh, houses blow up from That's gas crazy. pressure. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had that yeah. happen. Fire. Yeah, we yeah. had that happen here, too. It was a main what? line. Like a main. Do you well, don't remember the San Bruno uh, gas explosion? No. But this was not main. The main line one was, it was, that was bad. Wow. A bunch of people were killed. This one, I think it was like one killed, 11 hurt. It's just like, but a whole Still bunch of houses great, just but lit yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, I had family in the area, so I'm like, what? I didn't even know that could happen. But yeah, house is blowing up. All but anyway. News. Okay. We don't know if the RTX 2080 will blow up in performance yet or not. Oh, hey, Dang. So, Always great with those headlines. But I guess what I want to know is uh, I got I got $700 uh-huh. I just got from my uncle. He says, you need to spend <laughs> it right now. <laughs> Should I just get my 1080? Because oh, I know the these theoreticals. Well, but that's he has a great uncle. Yeah. He's been stealing stuff from his kids' piggy bank. Like. I I went into the bank and the teller wasn't looking. I stole seven hundred dollars off the counter. Oh no! What, what should I spend that on before the FBI outside? Before the FBI arrest me? Should I? Should my seven hundred dollars? Well, you I got seven hundred dollars. You got to spend it right now. Yeah, right now. Right now. Right now. I would get a GTX 1080 Ti because you can't buy a 2080 Ti. Yeah. Got you. Got I you. Oh, they're $800. The fa- theoretically, they're 700 bucks. All right. Here's but what I did. The cheapest one actually available is the uh, Founders Edition for 800 bucks. So, Brad, here's my issue. So, uh, uh, we get a uh, we get a uh, reimbursement from the company for fitness stuff. <laughs> I didn't tell our HR person, Gina, hey, if you're watching this, too bad. But <laughs> she's Sports is a sport, and I need to spend eight hundred dollars uh, uh-huh. on September twentieth for a video card. Do I buy? Mm-hmm. Too late. No. You were supposed to file your expense. Yeah, I know. We'll have to see. You're not. You're not getting me, man. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta wait for reviews. You gotta wait till the performance numbers come out. <laughs> we can talk value then. I I gotta say, I would not at this point buy. Definitely would not buy a 1080, 1080 Ti class. It seems like. <laughs> Those are cards that are really going to be. I mean, if you can at this point, at this point, see, sure. You know, like I said, the street launch date is the twentieth. You would expect reviews to be that day at the latest. Next Thursday. Uh, Next Thursday. Yeah, so that's less than a week. Uh, If just sit still and don't buy a graphics card, watch TV for me. Or if you really need to spend that money, why don't you just uh, add a little bit more of your own money and get the new iPhone? Oh yeah, boom! If you too. just you have to order it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the S is better than the the, the X. Yeah. R. Excess. 
Okay. So, so yeah, any, uh, were there any other questions? Or? Oh, yeah. We, we have a very long list of questions if we want to <laughs> pop into uh, viewer Q&A, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, we should do that. Let's do it. All right. Uh, the first one, not related to what we've been talking about. Well, yeah, I kind of... Uh, Kyrie Howard on YouTube is asking, uh, will Navi be the Ryzen equivalent for GPUs? Um, I had hoped so, uh, but... The hope was that they would figure out a way to do multiple GPUs, multiple dies in the GPU like Threadripper did, but they've come out and said that's not going to happen. So we're going to have to, it's going to be a traditional GPU, so we're going to have to wait and see. Hmm. But it's unlikely to be a ray tracing. It's the one that supports ray tracing, right? I mean, it just sounds like. I, I wouldn't say that. That's, this is, Navi is going to be next year. So who hmm. knows what happens a year from now in technology. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Vignesh uh, asked a little bit ago, what do you guys think of the NVIDIA using a cut-down die for the flagship 2080 Ti instead of a full fat Turing GPU? I'm fine with it. I mean, it's pretty damn close to a full fat die, so they're probably just leaving themselves a little bit of wiggle room for the consumer models. The full fat ones will go to the pricey uh, Tesla models, Quadro models that were announced right before these. And then, you know, these are so such complicated GPUs that I'm sure they gave themselves that extra little bit of wiggle room so that the things that fail for something small can get made into this. I'm fine with it. Also, Titan XT. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Tommy on YouTube asked, uh, I'm actually more curious if the 2070 will perform somewhat like the 1080 Ti. Uh, do you think it's worth waiting for the 2070 or just hope that a sale on the 1080 Ti comes by? I, we, we have we just no idea yeah. when the 2070 is going to launch. I would expect it this year since they've already announced it. And I wouldn't be surprised if it happened a month from now. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened two months from now, though. So if you see once these cards, these new 2080 and 2080 Ti comes out, if you see a juicy sale on the 1080 Ti, I would probably just pull the trigger. You can always wait for something new. In the world of technology, know what I mean? Know what I mean? Know what I mean? It would have to be one hell of a of a, of a juicy Black, deal, though. Black right? Friday's coming. Like four fifty, five hundred range. I mean, yeah, that's pretty hard to. Uh, I don't know. All right. Uh... The the ten seventy, the basic price, is the twenty seventy. Pardon me, is uh, going to be five hundred bucks. The founders edition is six hundred bucks. Going off this GPU generation and what we saw happen when the Founders Edition was introduced last generation that with the 10 series, that high Founders Edition pricing is going to be what other companies treat as the baseline, not the actual price of the card. Right. So it will be at least uh, $600, uh. any of them, when they hit the ground. Yeah, and the 500 is, my is guess. you'll see two years from now, right? It'll hit $500 yeah. two years from now. <laughs> Name. You'll, you'll see it in eight months with a plastic blower cooler or whatever uh elvis uh had this uh question i can't confirm but he uh they are saying that amd has almost all of their fx chips for under a buck do you guys think it's worth it <laughs> <laughs> amd fx cpus for yes, one dollar I, 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 maybe maybe it's a theoretical joke kind of like yours a, I, think uh, I think they're trolling gordon yeah. Oh, okay <laughs> yeah i mean I guess. Wait, 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 wait. You, but you can tile, tile your wall. I was going to say, like, <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. you'd have to get the motherboard at this point. Not worth it. 
I'd buy them and resell them on eBay. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but if you can get the motherboard, I mean, FX, honestly. That chipset, though, man. It's still, nah, but nah, it's still now that they have the for Athlon dollar. Parts, those new Athlon parts. No, but not for a dollar. I mean, I'm taking the person literally. Yeah. So, but you still have to pay for the motherboard. I'm the fool who old. goes into Office Max and I see the clearance bin and I buy all the the everything. Oh, it's a dollar. What do I need with Why five? Not? What do Why I need not? need with five like PC card wireless cards? Uh, this guy makes fun of me yeah, for buying right? older technology. It's on sale. <laughs> I would do it. Yeah, if you can get it for a dollar, I would do it. Right. Just to have it. <laughs> Uh, da, 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 da. uh, Billy Bob is asking, uh, what do you think about the idea of releasing a card that is just RT and tensor cores to operate as a secondary card similar to 2D and 3D cards back in the day? Huh. Well, that's interesting. That, that is interesting. Could they get, uh, I, yeah, <laughs> you, I guess it's theoretically possible because if you have a, if you have a, a die, that's just. Everything is just bad except for those those cores. You could sell it off, I suppose, but I can't imagine that would be interesting. That. I don't I don't see it happening anytime soon. <laughs> but that's an interesting idea because then you could, huh? Maybe add it to older series if you have a 1080 Ti mm -hmm. already or whatever. Or you could have a card that does nothing but physics, and add, mm -hmm. put that in a PC card too. Huh. <laughs> physics card? Yeah, I know that's going back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, in Elementalism, uh, what if there will be a full GTX series along with the RTX cards? So an RTX 2080 and a GTX 2080. What are the chances? Um, I would doubt it because then it's the chick. It, by having these cards have that technology in it, it's forcing the chicken and egg scenario. Like if you offer it. For cheaper with the same CUDA core performance, but without the ray tracing and tensor cores, then who knows what percentage, but there is a percentage of people who would buy that, right? They would buy it for the traditional games, and then they're not exposing ray tracing possibilities, and that's clearly what they want to do. Right. Because NVIDIA really, they want ray tracing to be everywhere, so feeding non-ray trace cards is not in their nature. And for what it's worth... I mean, admittedly, I was talking to the developers at an NVIDIA event, so that's, you know, a little bit of bias in there. But everyone who I talked to at Gamescom, because they had developers from Battlefield, from Metro, all kinds of developers there, everybody who was there was, like, genuinely enthusiastic. They're like, hell yeah, you know, ray tracing is finally happening. This is great. You know, I can't believe this is happening at this point. I'm really excited to do this. So developers from everyone that I've talked to are really excited about it. You know, so. you know, I also want to point out one thing, too, is because a lot of people do think that ray tracing on the high end is going to be like a high end only feature. And again, it is not in NVIDIA's nature to keep it away from the low end. It may be financially in, in, impossible currently, but I think all the way back to the 8800 GTX and the 8800 GT, the 8800 GT was a huge card and they were so happy. They were so proud to get basically, you know, near 8800 GTX performance. In the 8800 GT, which was stupidly cheap for what it was. So I, I do think it'll come. It's just going to take a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is uh, the very beginning. The games aren't even ready yet, right? So <laughs> <laughs> the operating system's not ready. Yeah, that's clearly the reason, like, yeah, <laughs> hard, hard reasons to buy something where the operating system and there's no games. So, <laughs> but, you know, wait a while, right? 
Uh, all right, we got. Uh, we'll keep going. Uh, Chase is asking: Have game developers ever ever implemented software for hardware that hasn't been released yet? Doesn't hardware always have to come first? Oh boy, I think it's actually possible. It's in the code base, and then they add it. They switch it on once it's if it, if it's so close. I think I've seen a couple times. I can't think of exact instances. I mean, that's on CPU and 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 on on games on GPU too. So it does happen sometimes. It's not common, though. No, it's not common because you know you they they throw their resources at things that are out there. So, yep. Uh, all right. Um, let's see. Cyberclues asking, uh, do you think Nvidia will start implementing FreeSync and abandoning G-Sync? <laughs> There's a softball for you. It'd be, it, it'd be nice, but no. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. They uh, are different. I actually have, I updated, I think, last week, uh, Primer on FreeSync versus G-Sync. They actually do have differences between them. Uh, G-Sync is nicer than FreeSync. FreeSync is basically free and available in a bunch of monitors. Uh, so there are differences. Uh, but I don't think NVIDIA is going to embrace FreeSync anytime soon. Okay. Uh, Kindis asked, uh, are there Coffee Lake parts going up in price in the U.S.? I meant maybe it's going up where they are. Uh, I haven't know? seen it. There's yes. been plenty of leaks, right? Oh. Are they no, already no, on? prices have been going up. Yeah. The, you mean they're, they're already on sale? No. No, up. Coffee Lake. The current, Coffee like Lake. the oh, 8700K. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. The prices have been creeping up. This ties into all the rumors oh, right. of there being 14 nanometer, uh, you know, supply. The supply constraints at Intel, like they can't keep up with the demand. Uh, that's neither been confirmed nor denied or anything like that. But I have, because I oversee our gaming uh, CPU website, I pay attention to prices, our article, and they have been creeping up. So, Yeah, that usually indicates uh, increased demand or lower supply. So I people, thought he meant... Are people just buying speculatively then? Out no. of like the whole fear thing? There's just not enough. I think they're just... Prices go up when, you know, they have fewer things uh, to sell, so. Hmm. Yep. It's the retailers. You're seeing the retailers push the price up because uh, they can. Yep. Uh, here's a good one uh, by, I don't know how to pronounce this, NG, Ning, I don't know. Ing? Ing, I don't know. NG, uh, yeah, it's Ing. Yeah, okay, there we go. Thank you. Kind of like, uh, uh, What's no the RTX 2080 Ti Founder Edition max fan speed? Is it higher than the blower style? I don't know if I can talk about that. Okay. To be honest. So you can go look in their website. Maybe it'll say it. But I, I don't know if I can talk about anything numbers related. No numbers, but I think they did say that uh, it would be quieter than previous generations. Five times quieter than previous generations. Five, five to say. But you can't actually talk about the experience of it yet, right? Nope. What about uh, Gamescom? From anything you heard there? Quieter. It's a games floor, dude. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah. it's a show floor. <laughs> it was really so quiet in yeah. here. I've never heard a GPU this quiet in my yeah, life. I, I don't even <laughs> hear the card. <laughs> <laughs> it's silent. Back to you, Adam. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, a couple more left. Uh, uh, Katie, uh, our good friend Katie over on Twitch, is asking uh, how long can the GTX 1080 and GTX 1080i go down in price? Or how low, I'm sorry. How low could it go down? Uh, It'll depend on the response to the 2080 and 2080 Ti, I would think. Because mm. <laughs> if it turns out 
that, you know, for whatever reason, people find the 1080 and 1080 Ti more desirable after these reviews launch, then they're going to stay pretty high. Because people, retailers, like we were just saying, are going to sell it for as much money as they can. Yeah. But if the reviews for these come out and everyone's like, whoa, this actually, holy, it blew us away, you know, you're going to want to get a 2080 and the 1080 prices are going to drop. Yeah. That's what happened with the 9, uh, nine series. Everyone, this is such a this is such yeah. a weird launch because yeah. with the GPU mining, you know, stock buildup of the 10 series cards, with these being priced so much higher, I have a feeling they'll coexist for a bit. Perfect storm yeah. of, of lousiness, it seems like. And actually, the funny thing is because there's rumors of a, an excess of inventory of 10 series parts. The more 10 series, so, you know, if there's a huge inventory, the prices could be really low, making those super attractive, making consumers buy 10 series cards giving developers no reason and Microsoft no reason to really push ray tracing at all. It really hurts. It really, these things are at attention, think, you know, let me, because nine didn't really hurt 10 that much. No, because everyone liked the 10 so much. Cause I mean, it blew everyone away so that they just basically started selling nine series card at fire sale prices. Right. There was a period in like early, like was it March or April where I was just messaging Brad, like every other day with like the newest incredible sale I saw. Good times. Next. I'm hoping. I'm hoping the next couple of weeks are like that. We'll have to see. Yeah, I think it really is going to depend, as Brad said, on the reception to the 2080 and 2080 Ti, and then, as you said, like how that influences how fast stock goes for the other cards. Right. It also depends how much is available at launch, too. Right. If there are not many 20 series cards available, that also will influence pricing. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. It's be... a real, real weird launch. It, so it that's a lame strange. answer, but that's the best we can get. <laughs> uh, e Lopez, a friend of the show on YouTube, is asking my main or saying my main concern uh, of the RAM size being the same as the previous model. Do you think it will shorten the lifespan down the line? Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure what that question is asking. I think he's thinking like, <clears throat> is it is it gonna if I buy a a 2080 Ti. Am I going to get hurt because it doesn't have enough memory to oh, <laughs> run games. my games at yeah. 8K when I have my 8K monitor in two years? No, you'll be fine. <laughs> I'm not worried. On these high-end chips, I'm really not worried about high resolution bandwidth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, it might, if you do eventually go to an SLI setup and do try to do like an 8K surround setup, like NVIDIA was touting one of those and it's uh, NVLink slides and 8K multi-screen setup. Uh, then you might start running into issues. But if you don't plan on dropping $10,000 on two screens and two graphics cards sometime in the next five years, then don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, last question from Enigmatastic. Uh, if I was built on, this was over on Twitch, if I was building a new PC for recording 4K60 gameplay, what CPU is recommended? Uh, I can even chime in a little bit on this too. Yeah, Adam's the pro. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't call myself the pro on it, but, you know... Uh, you literally are paid to do that. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the... I mean, I, I've always been a fan of Elgato. You know, I know there's some people who, who don't like uh, what they do or, or have had troubles with them, but they do have a 4K60 Pro PCIe-based card. Uh, they're recommend, re recommending at least a 6-gen intel cpu or a, a ryzen 7 or better uh with a gtx 10 series uh or vega so i you know i mean what i use is more professional grade and it's still pretty 
overpowered. I mean, I, I think you can get away with easily a, a first gen Ryzen seven or second gen and uh, a, you know GTX ten series. Uh, yeah, you know, a, a lot of it, especially the Elgato stuff, does so much of the uh, rendering or, or transcoding on the card itself yep. that you don't have to worry too much. If you're doing what I'm doing. And having more of the rendering done on the CPU and GPU, then, yeah, you know, you, you definitely need something more. Uh, but that's kind of a, a different use case. So, so yeah, I, 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 I probably would steer towards an Elgato just because, I mean, it's it's made for gaming already. And the 4K so. encode is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't tested that sp- uh, um, specific one, but, I mean, Elgato's usually been pretty clean. I mean, the other option is to use something like... You know, if you want to go uh, more hardware based, I don't. He didn't say, or they didn't say, if they're recording the screen that they're using, or if they're using something else to capture, like a like a console. Sorry, uh, but you know, Shadow Play, I actually really like uh, the the internal recording on uh, on GeForce, hmm. uh, even at 4K 60. It's it's pretty damn smooth, and the overhead isn't isn't a yeah, ton. Yeah, low overhead. Yeah, so you know, if if you're doing it internally, that's an option too. Uh, but if you're doing something externally, then I'd probably lean towards the Elgato. So, hmm. okay, good, good, cool. That, that's it. Let's uh, let's wrap it up because hey, it's almost noon. It's almost noon. We got this get card out ain't of gonna here. test itself. Oh, right. yeah. whoa, whoa! You can't say you're testing anything. You just gotta, uh, he just has it in his I hands. I didn't say. I just it, said that this card is not gonna it? test itself. Oh, that's true. true. That's true. Right. Very okay. true. <laughs> so check back for your fix of PC talk on the full nerd next week. Maybe we'll go uh, next Thursday when uh, some things drop. I don't maybe know Thursday, when. Maybe Thursday, maybe another day. Know. But you've got to figure it'll be know. the day that we can talk about reviews. We'll, talk about, we'll do it the day we can talk about it, right? Hey, talk about the things. <laughs> for audio <laughs> listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Also, leave reviews every time you do a GTX 1080 drops by 50 cents. So you got a lot of reviews to put on there. Same oh, yeah, questions and comments to the full nerd at PCworld.com. All I'm getting is spam. Thanks for coming on Gordon <laughs> with Brad Charkas. I got to rescue my daughter. Oh, oh my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <Goodbye>, everyone. <laughs> Let me in. It's freezing out here, Dad. Wait, that's Mickey Mouse. Sorry. And Adam Murray's going to hit the off switch. Uh, you should go let your daughter in because uh, <laughs> she's probably scared.